we are going to talk about books. Author Brian Smith writes about the kind of folks most people tend to ignore. Addicts and former addicts, the homeless, the downtrodden, and those who struggle with depression and mental illness. Smith, a former editor for the Metro Times, has released a new book called Tucson Salvage, chronicling the lives of residents in his hometown of Tucson, Arizona. He's going to be reading at the Book Beak in Oak Park this Saturday and at the Lo-Fi Bar in Ann Arbor on Sunday. And I got to chat with him about his new work and our mutual love for the cities of Detroit and Tucson. I think that that when anybody suffers deep depression and sadness, uh, home becomes this unattainable place that you look for, at least for me. And... And that's what it is. It's rooted in the sort of a tremendous sadness about everything. And I don't know what that sadness comes from. I've had it my entire life. And I moved back to Tucson from Detroit because I wanted to find a home, my home. I was born here. So I figured that's where it is, as the cliche goes. And I did. I found it. This is my home. And it's like Tucson, as you know, is like a, it's like a womb, especially in the summertime. <laughs> it's pretty warm and all-encompassing. Feel it in every pore of your body. The two cities really couldn't be farther apart as far as the environment and the the smells go to me. Like I just, I right. when I was reading Tucson Salvage, I could smell the desert again through your writing oh, and the feel of it nice. and the heat of the sun and everything like that. And in its way, particular way, like Detroit, it has its own feeling, which you only, only, only can get in these two cities. That is so true. I mean, we always, at least I always search for places that that are are like that. And I've always managed to live in neighborhoods and places that are like that. And that's why I fell in love with Detroit, because Tucson, well, number one, Tucson and Detroit are both really impoverished. They have that in common. Um, Let's not, you know, paint a picture of Tucson being this this utopia. It's broke. And that's another aspect about our love, because it places that are people tend to struggle more when when it's impoverished and um that struggle is really appealing to me because you know i've struggled pretty much my entire life and have done a fair share of suffering and homelessness and drug addiction and that sort of thing so tucson works quite nicely (laughs) both cities also have their own particular breed of characters which are are, both cities are very very rich in characters and people like you said who struggle but people who have these stories well, let me just say about Detroit. I mean, it is full of characters, and th- those are the sorts of people that I, I fell in love with. And when I moved to Detroit, I moved to, into the city, which is 90%, 90, 90% black when I moved there in 2002. And I was the only white guy in my neighborhood for miles. And I always say this, but, man, I was worried when I got there what they would think of me. And then my neighbors brought over, you know, cookies and plants, and they, they baked cakes. It was really really amazing and you know we're talking about the spiritual sons and daughters of slaves from the south and you know and i think that i've suffered well you know my 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 next door neighbor she she had lived through the riots and her son was murdered and she lived through racism and riding in the backs of buses and and everything imaginable and that is true suffering you know and she had just unbelievable stories i never got to write about her but which brings me to Tucson. When I came back to Tucson, I really wanted to write about those sorts of people. I had started a column in, at Phoenix New Times years before doing the same sort of thing. And I just wanted to continue it because when I was in Detroit, I kind of, I really couldn't because I was editing. But I just always wanted to write about people. I didn't want to write about celebrities. I didn't want to write about, you know, how great somebody is doing with their life. I wanted to write about people that are really ignored in, in our world. 
so that was the genesis of this column, and it was never intended to be a book or anything. It was just it was intended to as a way to make some money because I didn't have any. <laughs> well, all I can do in my life is write. That's that's my only skill. By some miraculous fluke. Thank goodness that you do and that you can make some sort of a living from it because uh, you write very beautifully. And I think it's definitely, it's a gift to be able to tell other people's stories with the sincerity and, and, and the empathy that you do. Oh, thank you so much. Let's talk about the, the, the book itself, some of the people that you're writing about. How, how do you find the people that you've met in this book and how do you tell when they have the kind of story that you think will translate well? Well, often I don't. I mean, often I – well, for example, there's there's a guy who is in the documentary in, who I wrote about named Ray, and he's this Native American, and he has no legs, and he's an, a graffiti artist. And I just saw him walking down the street carrying a piece of art, in graffiti art, and the art itself was beautiful. And I followed him, him into the kidney clinic because he has no kidneys, and uh, – and I approached him and said, "Hey, man, what's your story?" And that's how that that's how that whole thing came together. And um, believe me, he didn't want to talk to me. He thought I was some I don't know what he thought about me. This white guy with stupid hair, and he sort of came clean after a while. But that took hours to get him to trust me enough to tell his story. And it, I mean, this kind of journalism isn't easy because you because one must invest incredible amounts of time to earn the trust of the per, of the person for them to open up about private areas of their life and that's the biggest hurdle to overcome that and you know i'm always concerned about what they think of me you know <laughs> it's a lot of work for not much money you know <laughs> a lot of Sometimes, time um, yeah too yeah a lot of time mm-hmm. yeah it probably comes down to about 10 cents a, <laughs> 10 cents an hour or something who knows i mean you know how it works yeah I'm, i want to talk about the desert the environment for people who haven't been out west there are a lot of different types of desert out there and there are a lot of different types of feeling Colorado desert feels different from Arizona desert feels different from New Mexico desert and Tucson it at times does not feel like the United States it feels like a different planet it feels like a different country it just has a different vibe can you try to describe what that means what that is for you number one it feels like a refuge and 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 also it has a real end-of-the-world sensation I mean literally you can you can walk this is going to sound a little morbid, but you can walk just outside the Tucson city limits and die because there's no water. And, and it's a wonder that anybody lives here because some of the land has been overgrazed, but it's swore al cactus and acatillo and palo verde and mesquite. And it's so otherworldly, like you say. And um, it feels like it's warm and it feels womb-like. But, you know, I mean, the whole death thing is, is so palpable and it gives it a foreboding so many migrants die in the desert now and have since, you know, since 2000 and, and, or longer. And it's no wonder because it's, it's not really a land designed for living. It's a land designed for death. And, and that gives it a, a certain power. That's Brian Smith, the author of a new collection of stories called Tucson Salvage. He's going to be reading at the Bookbeat in Oak Park this Saturday at 7 and at the Lo-Fi Bar in Ann Arbor on Sunday afternoon. The book has also been turned into a documentary film directed by Maggie Smith, his wife, which will screen at this weekend's readings as well. You're listening to Culture Shift on WDET.